Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, a travel podcast to highlight topics and talk in depth about how travel can have meaning in your life through the experiences you gain from exploring the world. How is this podcast different to other travel podcasts? The show's discussion points will talk about more than just destinations people can travel to, their favourite place or food, or how to travel hack. I'll dig deep into why and what that individual may have learnt from a destination or what impact an event or occasion has had on their life during their travels. No topics are off limits. The podcast will aim to create suspense for listeners and leave you inspired to travel, learn and be a better person overall. Joining me on this edition of the podcast is the CEO of Adventures in Good Company, Kelly Kimple. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. How are you and whereabouts in the world are you currently? Thank you, Chefs. Happy to be here. I am based in Fort Collins, Colorado in the United States. We're going to be talking about the business that you're the CEO of. I'm going to come on to that shortly. For people who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I, um, I'm the CEO and owner of an a women's active adventure travel company. So we lead small group trips around the world. Um, about half of them are in the United States and half oh, all, all over the world. Um, so from Japan to Australia to South America, Canada, Greenland, Iceland. Before we go into the business itself, how did you fall in love with travel? That's a question I always ask my guests when they come on. What was your initial hook for, for falling in love with, the, with travel itself? I'd have to point it back to an experience um, in middle school, going from middle school to high school. Um, I was accepted into this small program for a few students to do an exchange to Russia. Um, it was actually the USSR at the time. It was still a communist country. So we spent a year and um, had pen pals. It was pre-email, right? So yeah. we um, we would write letters back and forth uh, to students there. And then kind of the capstone of that was spending two weeks living there. So I spent a week living with this family and it was then Leningrad um, and then a week in Moscow. Um, and that was my first time traveling abroad and it was quite a big adventure to take, you know, at that age. Um, and a, kind of a big thing for my parents too, to allow me to go do that, knowing kind of we were still in the Cold War. Um, to interject at such an early age as well, well, a younger age as well, did you sort of understand what, what it was like being away from your family for the first time for yeah. a long period of time as well? I I did. I mean, I was nervous. Um, I remember bringing like, um, you know, like a security, like not a blanket, but like a little stuff with me, which was you can not remember how young I was. Um, but I was also really excited. And I was with a group of teachers that I'd been um, spending, you know, time with and a group of other kids. And it was, it was really incredible. I mean, it really opened up um, my mind and my heart to a lot of things and um, just sparked a curiosity for me to connect with people um, and better understand things. And it was just fun. It was fun. It was like just really interesting and cool to um, be sharing experiences with kids my age. When you returned back to the United States, was your studies within the travel sector or was it in something completely different? No, no, it wasn't. I mean, I always have wanted to travel and love to travel, but um, I 
came from a, a working class family. My mom graduated from college the same year I did. And, um, it, you know, it wasn't, that was really a luxury to be able to travel. Um, so I didn't get to do a whole lot of travel when I was young. That was a big experience and I, I loved it, but I, um, moved out West. So I grew up in new England and New Hampshire. And then I, um, wanted to study conservation biology, wildlife biology. I, um, I kind of imagined myself as Jane Goodall doing research. <laughs> um, and, and I did do that for about 10 years. I have an undergrad degree there. I, um, I, did travel quite a bit, um, taking field jobs. And I did a um, semester with the um, San Francisco Bay um, Wildlife uh, Refuge and lived there for six months, um, moved to Tucson for a job to work for the University of Arizona, um, and then got my graduate degree from the University of Arizona. Um, and during that time, I was able to travel. You know, I saved and I took a trip to South Africa, which was amazing. Um, and that was with a, a group of people who, um, were interested in birding. I spent, when I lived in Tucson, I also spent time like uh, with a group of people from Audubon and birding groups. And we would go over to Mexico and just do a lot of birding and exploring in Southern Arizona, over to California. I traveled a lot to national parks. I loved being outdoors. And, and that's what a lot of our trips are. They're really outdoor focused, nature focused, active adventure. So I did a lot of it in my twenties, um, you know, backpacking, biking, exploring. Um, and part of that is like, uh, just part of being a biologist too, a field biologist, you get to get out quite a bit, which was fun. Your, your experience itself, it, what makes Mm -hmm. the person behind the business as well because a lot of the times I speak to a lot of individuals and they may have just got into the, the world of travel and they're struggling a little bit I always say if you go out perhaps maybe travel yourself and explore these things maybe take a different job as well it might help you coming back to when you start off a business like you have done which is adventures in good company now tell us a little bit about the business because it is, it's a neat it's quite a niche business that you've got and what makes it what what's I suppose what separates it from other businesses that may be very similar to what yours is I think a couple things so the main thing are our guides so we do have our own guides who lead a lot of the trips and they've been leading trips for us um some of them since the very inception of the business in 1999 um, and the business is really based on a nonprofit that started uh, decades before that called Woods Women. Um, and they were the first uh, organization of the kind, its kind to train women to lead other women in outdoor adventures and travel. So they had a guide leadership program. And when Marion Marbury founded Adventures in Good Company, she had been guiding trips for Woods Woman um, for about a decade and working in their office, volunteering in their office. And so she founded Adventures in Good Company on a lot of the foundation and philosophy of Woods Woman, um, which was to provide a, a safe, encouraging space for women to travel together. Yeah. And, groups. Um, and I'd say, you know, initially our, um, our trips were really more active. Um, there was rock climbing and, um, you know, uh, summoning mountains. And we, we still do some of those trips, but we're, um, we're shifting a little bit and, um, exploring some more wellness style trips, but some of those guides who started with adventures in good company in 1909 still guide for us today. 
Um, and if you go on a trip with us in the United States, you're with two or three of our guides um, who are familiar and passionate about the area. And then we also, when we go abroad, we try to partner with um, similar small businesses, create really unique itineraries, um, get you uh, out and actively moving and understanding a place and getting to connect with a place. And we also have one of our guides along too, as well as working with the local guides. So it's interesting because you, you were saying you've got guides initially when you started within the United States, it would have been just, just the United States exploring. But now that you ventured out, as you just said there, you would have specific guides for those parts of the country that you're going to. Your guides within the United States may not be as knowledgeable as what, well, of course, they will be knowledgeable, but not as knowledgeable as someone local. And that is where, and just I just want to quickly go back to the niche of it as well, because it's mainly for women as well and you were saying it's for a safe environment for women to travel there's a lot of, there are a lot of solo female travelers that i meet there's a lot of travelers that i meet in groups when i travel do you feel as though with the market now mm-hmm. is it saturated since you started or is it, it do, do you feel as though you are progressing and it's still progressing and you have to evolve with time Yes and no. I would say, you know, when we first started, there were very few people doing this. Um, There really were not many um, adventure travel companies specifically for women and led by women. Um, We were really one of the the first and one of the only in that space. Um, Now you'll find quite a few more. There is more of an, um, there are several options for women when they're looking for to travel with other small groups of women. But, you know, I still feel like we, uh, in terms of us changing or evolving, not really. We have a really high repeat traveler rate. Um, We just measured this over the last five years, even through the pandemic, and Mm. 79%. So a lot of those women took their first trip with us in 2020 or 2021, and they've booked trips after. And um, most of the women who travel with us... um, you know, we do have women who are in their 30s and 40s, but most of the women are um, 50 and um, older, and they they come sometimes, oft, most often alone, um, sometimes with a friend or family member. We focus a lot on the group dynamics and the experience and creating a space where people can really connect and get to know each other and enjoy that, you know, camaraderie of being out and doing something together that's active. And so our, you know, I'm really proud of our evaluations and that people continue to come back again and again. And we have some women who've traveled with us since the very beginning and, you know, they've taken 30 trips. Um, so it's, it's a really, we had our best year last year in terms of the number of trips and travelers. And I, I really see that we are just going to continue to grow. Well, it's great that you've got a, a great retention because a lot of businesses rely on retention. Reten- and you mentioned there as well about demographics as well so you have some in the in the 30s but majority of people traveling are over over 50 is your business model targeted towards the over 50s or is it for anyone from any age it's for all women um and any age so you know i um i would say most women who travel with us are uh, at a point in their life where they have more time and resources to be able to travel um, and they they find us and they find a really welcoming space and we become their community for their for their adventures and they make lasting friendships which is wonderful 
for, um, you know, women who are younger, they are certainly welcome. Um, it just depends on what they're looking for. And sometimes they might want something more active or, but we offer those trips too. Um, so it's really just depends on what you're looking for. I think, um, we have, we have trips that, uh, will appeal to women of all ages. Do you do bespoke trips or is it specific trips that you, your guys and the guys perhaps in other countries in the, in the world have created? We create almost all of our itineraries when we are working with partners um, in other countries. We do usually kind of um, work with them to customize it to, to what we're looking for. Um, but in the United States, we've created a, a lot of itineraries that are unique to us. Um, we have a kind of a specialty area in um, slack packing. Um, uh, it's a common term among through hikers. So through hiking the Appalachian Trail, if you want to kind of slack off for a day, you mm-hmm. someone like take your pack and, and carry it forward for you. So you just have like what you need for the day. Um, we, we offer it as a service for people and we've developed a lot of itineraries on the Appalachian Trail. So if you want to do a section of the Appalachian Trail, just carrying a day pack and then go back to nice lodging and accommodations and a shower and a bed, um, we have that on a lot of sections of the Appalachian Trail. I'd say Georgia and Maine are very popular because that's the kind of the trail terminus beginning and end. Um, but the idea is you hike a continuous section of the trail, picking up where you left off the day before and going back to, to nice lodging um, that night. Um, some of the trips that we've had for years since the beginning are uh, the Boundary Waters canoe, mm. um, and uh, dog sledding and cross-country skiing in Minnesota. Um, but we have a lot of trips to national parks, Big Bend National Park, um, the Superior Hiking Trail, a lot of places in the United States that, um, you, that are unique to us. I just want to get, get a scenario. So if you've got a place that you've been going to for years and years and Yes, I've been going for years and years. If there was a demand for a location, because you said you mm-hmm. eventually started to venture out to countries around the world. Firstly, how did that come about? So when you first made that leap to mm-hmm. going to countries around the world, and also if there was a demand for a destination, and let's say you had 15, 20 people saying, I would like to go here, would you then create one? We do, yeah. Yeah, that's how a lot of our trips have developed, either demand um, interest from our travelers, because like I said, we have a high repeat traveler rate. So they've done a lot of trips and they're, you know, they, um, we do survey and ask for what they're looking for and where they want to go next. Um, So that's how some of our new trips developed. For example, we just um, added a new trip for next year to the Redwoods in California and and that trip's already sold out. And we have a waiting list and we just posted it last week. Um, And it's here. Yeah, we knew there was interest in that area among our community. Um, but for international trips, we've actually been offering them since the beginning. Um, Woods Woman offered international trips as well. Um, so we do have some places and destinations internationally that we've been traveling to since 1999. Um, Provence, Nepal, um, there's a number of places. and we. But that has continued to grow and expand as the demand has, and there's been interest in going to these places. And since the inception, then, so as you said, you, you've had international travel. Has it yeah. always? Have you had a specific target market? Now I said you've got potentially anyone, any women that want to go. 
But are you catering towards a luxury end? Are you catering towards middle or sort of a budget end? Or what, what, what yeah, sort of yeah, it shifted. Initially, it was, you know, more budget. It was more active, adventurous, what you think of, you know, backpacking, camping. Um, and I'd say we've started to shift a little bit into a little higher end, more luxury experiences, nicer lodging, meals, things like that. Um, but for the most part, we try to um, offer something for women um, at different stages of their journey. So, you know, we still have backpacking trips. Some of our Appalachian Trail slackpacking trips are um, in really nice lodging and some are in um, more traditional hostels, what you'd find on the trail. Um, and internationally too you know we have a variety of options for people and what they're looking for but i wouldn't say luxury there are plenty of operators very similar to what you're doing but not necessarily for women only but they'll have a luxury end they'll have a middle end and they'll have like a like a budget end as well Mm -hmm. i suppose the more bigger you become you could probably utilize those aspects if if people who who can actually make it cost effective for them to travel on a budget you can still do that is, is that a plan maybe going forward as you as you as your business grows and grows potentially at this point um i'd say if we see that that's there's interest and we survey our community and they are looking for that we will offer it um and we do plan to offer a few more higher end trips next year and we've been talking to a few partners for that um but right now i'd say you know we want to be um, we want people to be able to have these experiences, right? And we want to be accessible mm-hmm. for people. And so a lot of that is, you know, economics, you know, traveling is a privilege and being able to do these things is a privilege. And we we want um, to allow as many women as we can to experience these things. And so you can do that, you know, um, by making it more affordable. Business has been going on for such a long time. So longevity, what's mm-hmm been the key to your longevity i know you said retention is is one thing but why why is that why have people come back to you what do you offer that is so special as well unique it's our it's our community you know um last year um a couple one of the key employees retired after 20 years um like i said we still have guides who've been guiding for us um and it's the connections you make so we do a really thorough job of um all of our pre-trip preparatory material that we share, the guides call um, travelers ahead of time. They have group meetings and, you know, it's just the experience itself. We focus a lot on the group dynamics and like I said, making it a safe space emotionally as well mm-hmm. and help connect and feel comfortable and have fun. Um, you know, I love, I love reading. That's one of the things I do almost daily. We do, um, trip evals and then guide evals we have a survey for travelers to complete after the trip and i love reading that and i love reading especially the people who go on their first trip and aren't sure what to expect and are already signing up for their next trip it it exceeded all their expectations it was so much more than a vacation it was just fun and they made friends and you said also last year was your your best year now you also survived the pandemic as well so when when that hit yeah the concerns at the time and it's, oh yeah yeah i mean I, yeah chefs. i bought the company uh january 2nd 2020 um so that was you know just a couple months i really didn't know that um we would survive 2020 mm-hmm. um i did pause trips for about five months um of course all international trips for a lot longer um but you know 
the I had to keep people employed because we have so many trips on the books, a hundred trips, um, and people planning on this. So there was a lot of work to um, get trips rescheduled, transfer all the communication, you know, with a thousand travelers about their plans for the year mm. and, and try to create new policy and try to get up, back up and running again. But, you know, uh, I just watched the bank account go down uh, substantially to the point mm. where I wasn't sure, you know, I could continue to make re- payroll and keep people going. But we did, um, you know, we did start running trips again in the fall of 2020 um, in the United States. We, there, people wanted to, and they trusted us, um, and they trusted our guides. So we um, we did. We ran some trips again in the fall of 2020, uh, d- domestic trips in the United States. Um, and then in 2021, we tried. We did what we can to continue to offer um, trips in the United States. All of that pretty full portfolio. Are your main customer base? mainly the US or is it from all over the world as well? It's mainly the US. Um, I'd say Canada is next. And then we have a sprinkling of people that come from Australia, the UK. Um, And I do think that, you know, for women abroad, we offer great opportunities for people to come to the United States and go on our trips. We just haven't marketed to that. Um, You know, we have are you, tar- are you targeting that like, people from around the world or is it just, I suppose mainly focusing on areas where you know right now you know, marketing has mainly been to the, um women in the United States but chefs we haven't had like sophisticated marketing so much of our um growth has just been through word of mouth mm-hmm. and that's been the main source of travelers we haven't spent with a lot of money or effort towards marketing because we have had uh, such a strong repeat traveler rate and we've had referrals through word of mouth. So, you know, we haven't really had to do a lot of marketing, which has been wonderful. Um, but, you know, as I think about opportunities and growth and um, where we want to go, I, I do think that is an area. And I think we are, you know, we offer the best expertly guided trips in the United States for women um, for active adventures. So I would love to see women from the UK, Europe, wherever, just be able to join us. Growth is is great. It depends on how much you want to grow. And the question is, how much do you actually want to grow? Do you like the fact that you are a quite a niche yeah. in in the market, and you don't necessarily have to worry about marketing yourself, or because word of mouth is 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 what's paying you. That, that is that is a question, really. Do you want to grow, or do you like it where it is right now? I would like to grow some, some to support some of our vision of what we can do and um, to to be the leader in the market. So, you know, stability has been my main goal over the last three years, just to get the company stabilized and kind of back um, back to pre-pandemic um, where we were. And I, I've done that. Um, so now it's just a matter of, um, you know, where we go from here. So I am doing some work right now to think about strategic planning and how and where we want to grow. Um, a lot of my work though has been on hiring and training staff. So um, our, that's been my focus and my emphasis. And um, and that's where I want to, that's really what's important to me is having a great team that feels supported um, and has opportunities for personal and professional growth as well. So um, that's what drives me to continue to grow the business is so that we can provide, um, I can provide great op- professional opportunities for women and careers for women.
including our guides. So our staff, we have staff who, you know, do all the administration and organization and trip development and all of those things. Um, and our guide team are mostly independent contractors. Um, a few of the people on staff do go out and guide trips, um, but our guides are independent contractors and they aren't necessarily doing this full time. Some of them are attorney or firefighter, you know, you name it. And they have other full-time careers and they do this, um, you know, as they lead three to five trips a year. Do you have an office or are you working out of a home? Or Yeah, everyone's remote. So that's the interesting thing. Everyone's always been remote um, in terms of our staffing. Um, and so you're doing remote work well before remote work then? We were. That was the only part that was easy about the pandemic, I would say. It was like we were already set up for that. It wasn't, we didn't have to figure out Zoom or anything or set that up. But yeah, so everyone works remotely. Uh, several staff in Colorado, one in Alaska, Washington State, North Carolina, Chicago, um, kind of spread out. And our guides are all over the country. Um, and then we have some guides internationally, too, that we've been partnering with for a long time. Do you travel yourself to some of these no, trips? Or? I've been traveling more for conferences and meetings um, and traveling as to help support the trips. So but not to guide the trips. So, you know, I'll do work ahead of time to shuttle vans or resources or scout or do whatever we need. But I am actually going on. My first trip, um, leaving Friday for Portugal, um, since I bought the company, <laughs> I will say it's been really so busy for me to get away. I also have two kids, they're 11 and 13. So, you know, I had that compounding with, you know, becoming a new business owner in 2020 and then having two kids, school age kids who were suddenly remote learning for a year from home. So lots of challenges there. Now I'm in a place where things are stabilized and I have a solid team, a team that, you know, I um, trust they'll be, they'll be great um, for me to go out and, and get on some trips. So I'm excited. Before I let you go, where can people get in touch with you? book trips. Visit us online at our website, adventuresingoodcompany.com. We also have goodadventure.com. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, any of those sites. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. It's great getting to know the business, getting to know you as well. And hopefully I'll see you soon as well. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to leave a comment and like this episode. And you can follow me in all of my social media platforms under the handle Shebs the Wanderer. Until next time, bye for now.